You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. What up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here, back with the Slapdick Podcast, man. Live on IG, live on YouTube, so I appreciate you guys. Podcast will be up here after the show, and you guys on the East Coast can tune in in the morning, or you can tune in tonight. It depends on what you do. If you're up, if you're up dreaming at night, make sure that you make it true tomorrow. Hey, quote of the day, man. The night is to see the dreams. The day is to make them true. There's no truer statement than that. And uh, that's just real shit. The night is to see the dream. The day is to make them true. Hey, man, at night I just stare at the wall and the roof, the ceiling, whatever you may have, the fucking roof of your car. I don't know. I've done it all. But I know this. Every time I dream, dream or dreamt of something, I tried to make that shit come true the next day. The daytime is when you go grind and hustle. Nighttime is for the vision. Remember that shit. Hey, uh, I got a new sponsor, man. I got to I got to drop a a gym for. Uh, here's something you didn't know about me. All right, just so you understand, I got a new sponsor, and it's SundayScaries.com. Go check it out. It's a new CD, CDB, CBD uh, gummy. It's a vitamin boost CBD gummy. Everybody's doing them. And uh, they reached out. So I'm going to tell you a little story. And it kind of goes with my quote. So I don't sleep well, but I'm really good at staying awake and staring at the ceiling. So I'm always looking for some new ways to get my shit together. My head hits the pillow and bam, my mind races to what I didn't do, what I need to do, yada, yada, yada. Hope it's relatable, right? Yeah, it's fucking, it sucks. It's fortunately... I found Sunday Scaries and realized that they pro- they make products specifically for overthinkers and night owls like me. Sunday Scaries CBD gummies help me decompress, clear my head, and fall asleep so I can actually wake up and fully function as a human being and make my fucking dreams come true. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries. In the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code SLAPDICK for your discount. That's promo code SLAPDICK for 25% off on sundayscaries.com. Just like it's pronounced, Sunday, S-C-A-R-I-E-S.com. They're fucking amazing and you won't regret joining their squad. Check them out. I'm waiting on the product, um, and I was waiting all week. I finally got it yesterday, so that's why I didn't do the podcast, so I wanted to make sure I don't represent some shit that's shitty, and it's very, very good. They actually taste good, and I got to sleep at night. So check them out, and uh, you won't regret it. You won't regret it at all. Um, I appreciate you, Jason Taylor, on YouTube, and uh, all you guys out there, man. I appreciate everything. Listen, uh, this Slapdick podcast, like I said, is brought to you by uh, betonline.ag as well. 
and also eBay. So I got a couple sponsors going, man. And uh, Jason Taylor's been ordering shoes on eBay, he said. And uh, let me find out what the code is. I'll get it to you today during the show uh, if you hang in there. Um, the title of this show are, is called is titled Haves and Have Nots. All right. Just so we're clear, there's haves out there and there's have nots. There, there might be some maybe, there, you know, there may be some never will be's. I don't know. But um, Kyrie Irving, man, irks me. He's a person that irks me. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, this motherfucker is out for three games because of family issues. All right. Now, listen, I don't want to hear anyone's soft excuses about oh coach you too you too much this shit is too you overdoing it uh he's got family issues show me what family issues he's got because i'm gonna tell you there ain't no excuses when you're working and you accept a job that you say you took on let me number one number two you accepted this role you took this on not only are you being paid a very large amount of money. But let me tell you something. My dad died April 18th, 2005. I was at my fucking practice on April 18th, 2005, coaching my kids at the school I worked at because I fucking accepted the job and I wasn't about to let a hundred motherfuckers down. And my dad wouldn't allow it anyway. But this motherfucker, the fans, y'all voted his ass as an all-star, number one, which I wouldn't have done. That's how soft we are nowadays. And number two, talking about he's the MVP now, Stephen A. Smith says. He's an MVP candidate. But three weeks ago, Stephen A. said this motherfucker should retire. Man, I don't understand it. You can't go from saying retire two weeks ago to fucking you're an MVP candidate now. And now, not only did he miss 10 plus games in the beginning of the season, he's going to miss three more. Who knows how many more? And I'm just telling you, I smell a lot of bullshit. I smell a lot of pussy. I smell a lot of bullshit. And I think it's a way for him to use COVID as an excuse. I think it's a way for him to do what he wants to do. And I think it's fucked up to leave his teammates, his brothers out there to basically hang out to dry. I'm talking about Kyrie Irving's bitch ass. So that's just what I'm talking about. Because a motherfucker at Walmart working nine to five, if he said, I got to miss three days for my family, he'd be fired by now. This motherfucker's missed more days. He's got more excuses than the motherfucking attendance office. Like, God damn, how many excuses does this motherfucker have? I, I don't get it, man. This motherfucker has a lot of fucking excuses. But y'all fans keep giving him a pass, and you all think he's the shit. I don't think he could have busted a grape in a fruit fight where I'm from, homeboy. That's just being me. Kyrie to go go to these nuts. Kyrie couldn't handle my nutsack in a dark alley at night, homeboy. I tell you that shit, Jason. Jalen Barnum, whatever your name is. That motherfucker's soft as runny baby shit. And I tagged this bitch ass in an Instagram post because somebody said to. 
Shit, you think I wasn't? Anyway, somebody hit me up today talking about I got burner accounts. First of all, let me clear the way. I don't even know what a burner account is, number one. Number two, I barely can post an Instagram post without fucking it up, making it horrible. I got about 20 people you can ask that you can ask them that. I'm fucking horrible on social media. I was like, what is a burner account? That's a fake account, apparently, that you make so you can say shit and not be used against you. Not a burner phone, a burner account on social media. That means it's a fake account, but it's you, apparently. Now let me set the record straight. All right, let me set the let, let me set the let me set the record straight here. Why the fuck would I, JB, need to use a burner account when I say whatever the fuck I want to say anyway? I, I literally say, I literally say, whatever the fuck I want to say. So why the fuck do I need to hide behind any motherfucking thing? I don't need to hide behind shit. That's what's funny. So I literally told the dude on social media today that why the fuck would I need to fucking have a burner account when I'm going to tell you the straight up truth any fucking way? You dumb fucks. Burner accounts are for soft pussies like Kevin Durant, Kyrie, or all these motherfuckers. Whoever has a burner account is a pussy and it's because they never got hit in the fucking mouth when they were young and they never had to face or talk to anyone in eye to eye nose to nose because they just talk and type behind the keyboard like the pussy they are and they never they don't get hit in the mouth for repercussions for something they say see what i'm saying back in the day you couldn't say bitch you couldn't call a person a bitch a dude a female a man i don't give a fuck you couldn't call a person a bitch. Nowadays, the word is being thrown around on social media like it is fun and games. I hear that shit. I still be like, what did you say? See, back in the day, you could say that shit and get fucked up. Nowadays, it's 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 no. There's no such thing nowadays as bad words. Remember that shit because you know why? There's haves and there's have-nots, and the haves would have beat your bitch ass. The have-nots allow it to be said and laugh about that shit. They laugh about it now. They call you a bitch now on social media? Go look at people that have Twitter beefs. Look at the responses. They laugh and they'll be like, oh, yeah, shit, you know. Motherfucker, shit, I'm trying to find your bitch ass for calling me a bitch. I'm trying to find you on some type of way. So... Shit, you guys, old school motherfuckers? No, hey, go to white pages, reverse, reverse uh, phone number. Shit, reverse address. I'll find your bitch ass. Only you old school cats would know about white pages. A lot of you motherfuckers, like, what the fuck is that? You motherfuckers don't even, you ain't got shit in your drawers yet. So, Kyrie Irving, I'm disappointed in the motherfucker. But like I said, haves and have nots. He's a have-not, man. You're telling me Kyrie Irving could have played back in the day with, with Rick Mahorn and Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars? And, and a motherfucker tried to compare him to Allen Iverson today. 
I almost fucking pissed my pants. I was so pissed. This motherfucker tried to say, Allen, he's better than Allen Iverson skill set wise. Listen, Kyrie has a flawless, fluent game. He has a very fluent game. He's very skillful. And I I question his outside jump jumper. I don't think he's a great shooter. I believe he's a scorer. He's not a shooter. All right, number one. Let's make sure we're clear. He can score the ball on anybody. But there's there's a thing called nuts and guts. And Allen Iverson has what's called nuts and guts. Kyrie Irving don't. And if you put those two in a phone booth, I know who's coming out of that motherfucker. Do you guys know who's coming out? You think Kyrie Irving's coming out of a phone booth with Allen Iverson? You got me fucked up. You got him fucked up. You got this generation fucked up because there's no fucking way that soft motherfucker gets out of a phone booth with Allen Iverson. And that's the motherfucker that I'm going to war with. Not your ass that misses three days for family issues, misses 10 days for undisclosed issues. Get the fuck out of here. You motherfuckers are soft, period. So, I don't know if you've heard about it. I know Farzine talked about this. Britt Reed, who's the son of Andy Reed, the head coach at the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, this motherfucker is, he he basically killed a person, a kid. He's brain, she's brain dead, uh, she's brain dead, basically, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, Farzine. He, he's brain dead because this motherfucker was probably intoxicated and he's done it before and crashed and hit a car. But he is yet to be arrested, and you can't tell me that there's no white privilege out there. This motherfucker has yet to be arrested, not only because he's the son of Andy Reid, but it's a, it's a, and I love Andy Reid to death. But the bottom line is, I had a guy tell me there was no such thing as nepotism in hiring practices, and I said, "You're out of your fucking mind." The best player in, I mean, the best coach is not hired every year, every every position, and in the professional level, NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball hires from within. 99% of the time, 75% of, from, of within is nepotism. Now they're getting hip to nepotism. And so coaches now are calling buddies in the profession because this is a who, you know, life, not what, you know, let's make sure we're clear about it. Okay. They're calling buddies in the, in at the, at another school and they're saying, Hey, can you take my son? It's still nepotism. So I'm just telling you. Scott Hurley on Instagram said, soft or not, Kyrie is better than AI. No bullshit. And I don't fuck with Kyrie like that. Well, that's a nutsy comment to make because we're in a generation where it's a three-point shooting league. There is no more driving to the rack and getting a hard foul, which is not a fucking technical foul it was a common foul getting clotheslined by Rick Mahorn or by the Celtics with even with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce's teams and the Lakers teams in the early 2000s would have clubbed Kyrie so you say you don't fuck with Kyrie but you're saying he's better than AI I, I argue to disagree with you on that one brother nuts and guts go a long way with me 
So I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, but listen, there's haves and have nots. All right. Just so we're clear, you know, Holyfield says that Tyson turned down $25 million to fight. Listen, everybody wants to say Mike Tyson was the baddest dude on the planet. But he got his ass whooped by this man named Evander Holyfield not once but twice. Frustrated the man so much that he bit his ear off. All right. Holyfield is a have and Tyson is a have not period. You can say what you want to say. Please let me know. And you know me. I don't really try to be against the grain where everybody's going to come out. Oh, fuck you. You tripping coach. I don't go against the grain on purpose. I tell you the truth. I don't hate on Lamar Jackson. I show you the film and I break down the film for you. And I show you that he is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback because he can't throw NFL balls on a consistent basis. It's not hating on somebody. I love Lamar Jackson. My boy coached him and recruited him to Louisville. I love the shit out of the kid. I think he's a great kid. That doesn't mean he can fucking play in the NFL at the highest level at a quarterback. I'm just telling you. I think he's a great freaking nature athlete. That doesn't mean anything. What I'm telling you is that, you know, there's there's haves and haves nots. And Mike Tyson never fought anybody worth a shit in his prime. He fought a motherfucker over the hill in fucking Asia and got dropped. Buster Douglas dropped him. Now, you could talk about the long count and all that shit. Who has Mike Tyson beat that was worth a shit? Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes was like 45 fucking years old. He looked worse than I do right now. Michael Spinks. Michael Spinks was fucking 42 when Tyson was 22 and knocked him out in nine seconds. And Michael Spinks should have never been in the fucking ring. Mitch Green. Mike Tyson used to call bitch green. By the way, so you know, a buddy of mine was with this, this crew when Tyson got fucked up by Mitch Green in a street fight, just so we're clear. And I'm telling you, that story's out there somewhere for you to dig up. Mitch Green fucked Mike Tyson up with with uh, fist, no glove. Just telling you. Now, Tyson fucked Mitch Green up in the ring when nobody saw it. But listen, Mitch Green was horrible. He wasn't a fucking... Mitch Green was no major motherfucker. Lennox Lewis? T- Lennox Lewis? Did, didn't he beat Tyson? Riddick Bowe? Like, who was Tyson's competition at this time? Hungry Humble on IG. I'm a Kobe fan to the to the to die hard, brother. Kobe's the best player ever walked the earth, in my opinion. So I can't I can't go with you on the LeBron shit. LeBron has to trade and go at different teams and find fucking super teams. Kobe never left the Lakers, not ever. And he won with fucking Paul Gasol and Shannon Brown. Just don't get it twisted. He won with fucking Derek Fisher. Jason Brady couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. I'm just saying, I love Mike Tyson to death, but don't say he's the GOAT. 
because the goats don't lose. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Mayweather couldn't have lasted with Hearns, Hagler, and Duran, dog, and Sugar Ray Leonard. I'm just telling you, there wasn't gonna be no dodging and ducking and fucking dancing around the whole time. Mayweather Jr. could not dodge, duck, and dance in the Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Hagler, and Hearns era. I'm just going to be honest. You could dance and dodge all you want and say you're the smart fighter and I ain't got to get hit. Hagler, Hearns, Sugar Ray, Hearns, Hag, all them motherfuckers were going to hit you. They were going to come at you. You weren't going to dodge them. And if you dodged them like you did today, you would have lost on the card back in that era. I'm just going to tell you because you were avoiding getting into a confrontation. And that's what Mayweather's done his whole career. He's the best at it, no doubt. But he ain't a goat either, dog. I'm just going to be honest. So, I don't know. But anyway, I want to clarify something that I said this past week about Deshaun uh, Watson. All right? Just so we're clear. Deshaun Watson, in no shape, way, or form did I hate on the man. All right? First of all, I've had such very close and very, very, very personal kids of mine get approached and get accused of the same thing that I've had to go to court for. I've had to deal with. I'm talking probably over 35 of my former players. All right. I've seen it first and foremost. I've seen it up close and personal. I have been accused of things and I have caught cases for something I didn't do. We are guilty before innocent. I'm just telling you. When you're from where I'm from, when you look like Deshaun Watson, and you know what I'm saying, when you're a brother, you are guilty before innocent. I don't give a fuck. I simply posted a deal with him with the R. Kelly face, and everybody's like, oh, you hating. That's fucked up, coach. I probably lost followers. I don't give a fuck. I was joking around. Who, who, who can't joke? But, you know, one female comes forward, two females come forward. Cool, so be it. Could be a money grab. There's 22 females now. Now, I still am not taking the side of the females or the lawyer that's the fucking def- that is pre- representing these females. It's ironic that uh, criminal charges haven't been brought, but there's civil cases have been brought forward. And it's ironic that this lawyer came to Deshaun Watson's agent in L.A. and was like, pay us this money and we won't ever leak it out. It's ironic that all that happened. So I get it. I've been there before. So please don't tell me all this bullshit. I I look at everything and I see everything just so we're clear out there. All right. I like Deshaun Watson. I know a buddy of mine who coaches him, but this is the thing. You guys better have the same fucking energy when this, if, if this motherfucker's guilty, that all that any of you guys out there that have a daughter, a wife, or a sister, you better have the same fucking energy if this motherfucker's found guilty. And it comes to find out that it's fucking true. Because all you motherfuckers that want to talk shit that I'm hating, bullshit. I'm just going to tell you something. Number one thing is, I've dealt with motherfuckers that basically a white girl from a town of eight people 
went home and told daddy she fucked a black dude. And daddy said, what? And guess what? The next day, rape charge was filed because the motherfucker never wanted a daughter to be with a brother. All right. I've dealt with this many, many times. I believe Kobe Bryant dealt with the same scenario when he was with the Lakers and this whole bullshit happened. I had a buddy that worked with the Lakers organization who told me a lot of the truths in that matter. There's a lot of shady people. And the cool part about it is females accuse you and do these things and the men get fucked and you, the female don't go to jail. But at the same time, just so you're clear, there's like a percentage of 90 plus percent women have been abused or molested in their lifetime. So just understand that too from a female's perspective and when you motherfuckers have a daughter or a wife or a girlfriend you will understand and appreciate what i'm telling you today just make sure you have the same energy if this motherfucker comes back and finds out that he did it i'm not saying he did it i don't know what he did i know people hate on me and said i did shit that i never did i know how it is to be on the side that he's on right now It's ironic to me that the fucking lawyer for these females have also came forward on Instagram and he sounds like a shady little bitch that looks like he's looking for clout and he wants some money. So it goes both ways, but just make sure you're clear. Until you have a daughter, it's real easy to defend the motherfucker with the dick. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen a lot of crazy shit out there. And 22 accusations is a fucking lot, Jack. And I'm going to tell you, (laughs) it is weird that he posted it on Instagram because I never see real lawyers. I'm just telling you, I'm with the lawyer. I know what the fuck's going on. She says it's weird. So I'm telling you, it's fucked up, but let the shit play out. Before we all make assumptions. That's the problem. We motherfuckers make assumptions too fast. I never assume shit. I just posted a picture of that motherfucker of R. Kelly in a Houston Texan jersey. I thought it was funny shit. I also find it funny that motherfuckers come to his aid when he's balling and when he requires and demands a trade, just like James Harden, just like all these motherfuckers, right? They're cool with him when he demands a trade. Oh, he deserves it. He's this, this, and this. I haven't heard one of his backers, besides his agent, who he has to, he's paid, come support Deshaun Watson. Has anyone seen a support text, tweet, or Instagram post from all these motherfucking trainers, all his so-called boys that were still saving the same energy when he wanted to trade? I haven't seen it, dog. You got to show me. So, I'm just telling you. And... If the Houston Texans end up cutting him, then they know. I'm just telling you, NFL security is better than the FBI. They're doing a very deep search right now. If they find something and you see Deshaun Watson being cut here in the next few days, the motherfucker did something. So I'm just telling you. But to tell 22 cases against him and they haven't cut him yet gives me hope that I'm I'm hoping this motherfucker is not that dude and he's still the guy that I think he is or was. And hopefully he gets he gets out there and is done doing good again. And and whatever happens to the females for faking it, so so be it. 
But 22 is a lot, dog. And, you know, perception is reality, unfortunately. And I know firsthand. So I'm just telling you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know his quarterback coach uh, on IG. That's what I'm saying. That's the part about it. They were real hyped on him when he wanted to trade. Oh, Deshaun Watson's the best. He deserves this. But now they're quiet. That's the part that I that fucks me up. Dog, just remember this. When motherfuckers leave your corner, they were never in your corner to begin with. So it's funny and ironic. It's funny how many motherfuckers you let borrow $20 and you can't find them again. And if you're worth $20 to lose, hey, so be it. I'll lose you for $20 rather than chase you down. That's how sad some motherfuckers really are. So I'm just telling you. Um, yeah, I talked to Pat McAfee, actually, and uh, Pat's a good dude. They do some shady shit. They do. Um, but this is something that is more beyond shady, bro. 22 female abduction cases that's that's beyond i would sue the fuck out of everybody i'd get a billion dollars in a lawsuit if this is true this is beyond trying to fuck someone's career this is your fucking your life okay so i'm just i fuck my phone died ig live i apologize but anyway um so I just want to make sure you're clear. I don't have anything against Deshaun Watson. I was just fucking around putting R. Kelly face in a fucking jersey. I don't give a fuck. Um, you know. Some people have came out with a conspiracy that the lawyer lives next to the owner of the Texans. And that motherfucker is out to get him so he don't leave. That makes no sense at all. That's a fucking dumbest ignorant statement I've ever heard. Why the fuck would you do that if you were going to keep the motherfucker? That makes no sense. So stop assuming, stop making conspiracy theories, let this shit play out, let's see what happens, and we'll see, alright? Um, I have a good personal friend that played with Deshaun in Houston, and he says he would be shocked like nothing, he said he would be shocked equally as he was when Kobe died, if this is true. That's the words out of his mouth. So... I'm going to let that stick with you, all right, and and understand what that what that means. Um, so, look, BetOnline is the sponsor of the Slapdick Podcast. Listen, I'm betting right now as we speak on this fucking um, game that's playing being played right now. It started at 730 on the West Coast. Uh, hoop game, just so we're clear. Um, but please understand, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all sports action online. March Madness is here. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go over there and check them out. They are. Uh, bet online is cool, man. It's, it's overseas. You can bet on there. You can really get it in, but we'll see. Um, Brandon McClintock, what's up? Appreciate you being in the show. Um, yeah, I lost my Instagram live, man. My fucking, uh, my phone died, bro. I, shit, I was a slap dick and drinking too much slap dick, so I didn't charge the phone. But look, 
Deshaun Watson has 16 lawsuits filed against him right now. 16 lawsuits. It's either the biggest collaboration of fucking slapdick to fuck a dude in ever in history or it's true and this motherfucker has 16 lawsuits for rightful reason. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't assume. I don't put my foot in my mouth. I wait till shit plays out. All I know is you motherfucker saying that he didn't do that shit. Better have that same energy if he did, especially if you got a daughter. Because I got a daughter, motherfucker. You put the tip of your dick on my shit, I'm fuck cut you, cut you. I'm going to cut it off. Shit. You're going to be castrated. You're going to walk around this motherfucker with, you'll never wear a jock strap again, motherfucker. So, that's just what, I, what I'm saying. But anyway, there's haves and have-nots. That's the name of this show, haves and have-nots. And we still got a long way to go. I got a lot of shit to talk about. Elgin Baylor, great Laker, great NBA player, died at age of 86. He was three years older than my dad. My dad died, my dad died in shit at 67. Fucking pancreatic cancer. But Elgin Baylor died at 86. A great, great, um, you know, icon in the game. And uh, a rip, rip to a great one, man. Uh, I just had to give a shout out to Elgin Baylor. Um, a lot of fucking people have died in 21 already. Shit. I thought 2020 was bad. 21's just fucking starting off as worse. It's just, just as bad. I'm slurring my words. I'm not even drunk. Um, it's hot as fish grease in my room. That's why. Because somebody turns the fucking AC on. So look, the Pac-12 tournament is, is in full swing right now. All right. Damn right I said the Pac-12 tournament. I didn't fucking fuck up. Pac-12 dominating the mad, the March Madness tournament right now. UCLA, USC, Oregon, Oregon State, fucking Colorado just got beat by Florida State, which I picked that game. And just so you know, Gonzaga is also on the West Coast. I posted a post and said, West Coast basketball gets a bad name because we're on the West Coast. It's been this way since I was a little kid. Let me break down for you motherfuckers out there who are going to say, no, the East Coast rules basketball. First of all, the West Coast is three hours ahead of the rest of the fucking world, right? We understand, right? So when it comes to market and media, basketball is being played three hours. So if we start a game, the Lakers game starts at 7 p.m. How many of you motherfuckers on the East Coast stay up at 10 p.m. to watch the game? Nobody. So none of you hear about UCLA, USC, Oregon, it goes for football just as well as it goes for basketball. The problem is that these teams in the Pac-12 make these long runs every year. Now, they didn't make a great run in 18 and 19, but go look at the history before. You see teams that don't have great seasons make a fucking push in the the March Madness because Pac-12 basketball and West Coast basketball is always overlooked. Now, listen. Gonzaga's always the one seed. I have no faith in Gonzaga being the one seed every year and losing because they've never won it all. UCLA beat them one year when they had Morrison. Um, They make it to the Sweet 16 every year, but that don't mean shit. They've never won. It's the haves and the have-nots. So just so we're clear, and I want to make sure, and Farzine, you can check, you can go back at me with this. And this ain't nothing to argue. This is a friendly argument. This is I like to, we're talking sports. 
UCLA has 11 national championships in basketball. You can argue that 10 of them were pre-1990, all right? Let's just say that. The, the, the 11th one was in 95. My two high school teammates, Ed and Charles O'Bannon, all right? They won, they won it all. They went to the finals twice, again, lost to Florida. They went to the final four three times in the 2000s, lost to Florida, I believe, fucking every time. I, I want to say they lost to Florida like four times um, in the fucking final four or the finals. It seemed like forever, right? If someone tweeted at me, Coach, you don't know, fucking, they ain't won since 95, 25 years, da 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 Listen. If your theory proves you right, why hasn't anybody broken 11 championships then? Why hasn't anyone surpassed the 11 fucking titles that John Wooden and UCLA Bruins has accumulated? If your theory is so right and it's been so long, why hasn't Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina caught them? Your fucking theory holds no water. UCLA has 11 titles. I don't give a fuck if they won them in the 30s. They didn't. They won them in the 60s and 70s and 80s and in the 90s, right? It don't matter. You've had 25 years to catch them, motherfuckers. Why ain't nobody catching them? Somebody asked me if John Wooden could win today. I met John Wooden at a great, great sports bar here in Long Beach, California by the owner of a guy named Phil Trainey. If you're ever in California and in Long Beach, go to Trainey's sports bar and restaurant it is the most iconic sports bar in the country i'm just gonna be honest and tell you there's not a person john wooden michael jackson jordan kobe Shaq, magic mike tyson that has not been to trainees and they're not on the wall in trainees and they're not in the kitchen on the wall signatured up in trainees trainees is iconic feels like a father to me he takes care of my teams when I coached. He fed us. Uh, great, great dude. Phil Trainey. All right. Shout out to Phil and the trainees and, and trainees spirits. Go check it out. It's a great Italian restaurant, sports bar. All right. Everybody goes there. Anyway, there ha- John Wooden could recruit in any era. If you go back and say John Wooden wouldn't have won in this era, do you know John Wooden had the best basketball players that college basketball's ever seen to this day? Please let, I want to be clear here for all you youngsters that don't know. There wasn't a better college basketball player than Bill Walton ever. I'm just going to be honest. And if you don't know that, then you need to go fucking look up some film. There probably wasn't a good a better player than Jamal Wilkes in his prime. There probably wasn't too many better than Kareem Abdul fucking Jabbar in his prime. And the list goes on and on and on. So just so you know, Zeno, all my weight is in my balls and dick. So unless you want to keep writing it. Why the fuck would you ask me that question during this show, you fucking slapdick? So, yeah, come come suck the ball fat out of my balls, you fucking dick rider. So, anyway, I just want to make sure 
that you're clear that there wasn't a lot better. There wasn't many very, there, there was none, nobody better than those players at UCLA during that era. And it, they, haven't, they haven't surpassed those players to this day. So you don't think he could recruit. You're crazy. He had assistants that would go get him. He would have figured it out. He is the single best leader, coach, manager of people ever. Ever. Just so we're clear. So I just want to make sure you understand that, um, you know, he, he's the greatest coach I've ever uh, encountered. I know that. So anyway, um, the West Coast basket, West Coast is dominating the Pac-12. What USC did to KU last night, either number one, KU is so frightened of allegations from the Adidas deal and all the allegations they're facing in Bill Self that they don't want to fuck with it. They're like, ah, you know what? We got other things. We're headed we're headed out of here. We don't want to play no more. Or they've lost a lot of confidence and faith in Bill Self because there's no way in the world that you should lose to USC by 40 damn near in a tournament. COVID, pre-COVID, post-COVID, no COVID. You shouldn't lose like they did last night. You can say SC got caught fire. I'm just going to tell you, Missouri had caught fire against that 95 UCLA basketball team where Tyus Edney went to coast to coast and made the layup to beat them. You know, UCLA don't win the title if Missouri wins that game, right? So just so we're clear, that Missouri team didn't miss a three in first half and they were still on fire in the second half and UCLA beat them. So understand you have to be better if you're getting threes hit on you, but you lose by 35 fucking points to USC, who was a six seed. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Farzine, what's your thoughts on the fucking KU situation last night? I don't know. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I got Gonzaga uh, in my bracket winning it all this year, finally, for the first time. Um, you know, I got Oral Roberts, who's a small school, who a, a good friend of mine used to pastor there because um, it's an hour away from Independence when I was at Independence. You know, it's right there in Tulsa, Oral Roberts. So, you guys, if you don't know that, um, you know, Oral Roberts, man, I don't see them getting past the next round. I don't see Loyola getting past the next round. Um, but, you know, they, they make it exciting. You know, uh, sister, I, I don't know her name. I don't want to fuck her name up. But that sister, the nun for Loyola, man, she's a bad one. I'll tell you that. She's doing something, I'll tell you. But listen, I'm going to get Sister Jean, Jason Brady, appreciate you. Shout out. Sister Jean, she's a bad motherfucker. I'm going to tell you right now. Sorry to, sorry to fucking cuss, uh, sister, but, you know, I don't fucking care. I mean, shit. Like I tell you, politic, politicians and priests are the fucking most crooked motherfuckers in the world. I trust two people in this world, me and the other motherfuckers, not Sister Jean. I'll tell you that. No disrespect. Don't you hate when motherfuckers say no disrespect? 
Don't you hate when a motherfucker says, hey, no disrespect, Sister Jean, but I don't fucking trust you. You just disrespected her. Why would you say no disrespect? <laughs> that's why I don't say it. See, that's the thing. That's what people don't get. They're like, why do you apologize? I don't apologize. Why the fuck would I apologize? I'm not sorry. So I'm just telling you, I, I don't get it. Hey, no disrespect. Hey, dog, uh, no disrespect, but you just disrespected me, motherfucker. Say that shit to me. I'll slap the shit out of you if you say dis- uh, no disrespect and then disrespect me. Dumb fuck. That's why I don't say it. I just straight disrespect you if that's the case. Like, fuck it. I'm just, <laughs> duh. It's stupid. Anyways, I'm glad you guys thought that was funny. I just tell the truth. Anyway, listen, I'm going to get into Florida State's good team. They are a good team. What's their, what's their seed? Two seed? How, how high are they? I'm not sure what seed they are. I'm going to get into them, though, actually, um, here in a second because I want to bring up something um, that I'm going to get into. And maybe Farzine can use some of it for his own podcast. Um, Let me see. Leonard Hamilton's the head coach there, right? Yeah. I think Florida State's a three seed. Um, And I'll answer some questions in between going back and forth. So I'm going to go back and answer a question I got, I saw earlier. Um, I haven't watched Last Chance U basketball. I haven't even watched my own Last Chance U first season. I didn't watch the last football season in California in Laney or whatever. I didn't watch that either. I really have truthfully no interest. You can ask anyone that's around me. I don't like watching myself. I don't like watching other people. Um, on that show, you know, not that I have a sour taste in my mouth, to be honest. Uh, you know, Alex Garcia here is asking me in retrospect, do I regret being on last chance? You, I don't regret anything. Um, you know, there's things that we do. We make mistakes. We fuck up, but you know, you either choose to apologize for them and continue to do the same thing, right? Which is a fake fuck. Or you choose not to apologize and just change. That's been me my whole life. That's who I am. That's what I am. I don't look in the rearview mirror because I'm not going that way. I'm not going backwards. Uh, so for me to regret something means that I wish I could go back. I don't. Um. Take the rearview mirrors out your car, man. I told you guys this before because it will deter you from looking ahead. Remember that. Write that shit down. You should get a tattoo of that shit. Some of you motherfuckers should get a tattoo of that. Take the rearview mirrors out your car. It'll deter you from looking ahead. Um, Anyway, that's just real shit. But uh, Lee P, get you some slapdick whiskey, man. Shit. Um, But listen, uh, Dennis said you should. You got screwed over and over that bullshit comment that got blown out of proportion. L- look, the context on that on that deal was taken out of context. The whole text message, right? Um, and to be honest with you, I'll tell you some truths of it. Our president at the time, Doctor Dan Barwick, uh, who was on the show, he was a, of a Jewish descent. All right, when the kid kept saying 
that word, I texted him saying, basically, I'm your new that word, right? I can't say the word no more. Because I basically was trying to save him and said, I'm your daddy. I was like, I'm t- basically, I was saying, I'm your daddy, motherfucker. Get your ass in here. But anyway, anyway, they took it out of context. And like I said, if I wasn't on a show and who I was, nobody would have gave a fuck. And nobody would care. So... I'm just telling you, that's just the truth. Perception is reality. And when you have haters, they're going to blow shit out of proportion. But do I apologize? Did I apologize? I literally wrote a resignation letter and people in the media at ESPN grabbed it and said, look at this non-apologetic resignation letter. You're fucking right, Stephen A. Smith, because why did I need to apologize to help get 101 black kids Division One scholarships with the highest GPA and the highest graduation rate in the country. By the way, nobody got arrested or kicked out of my program or the pro- four-year program until Emmett Gooden just did. So one kid out of 226 Division One kids in 20 years, not bad. Why the fuck would I apologize for that? So... I don't know. Uh, that's just me. But I'm not apologizing for, you know, Kirk Herbstreet, you get all these motherfuckers that apologize all the time. When are you guys going to realize when a motherfucker apologizes over and over and over, he's a fuck up. He's a liar, a steal, a thief, a cheat. He is a fuck up. Apologize for fucking up the one time you do and don't do it again. That's it. Own up to it and do it. But this is the thing. These motherfuckers continue to do it because you're not who you say you are. You are who you are. Don't say you're somebody and apologize. You are who the fuck you are, not who you say you are. That goes for everybody out there, all you guys. So quit saying sorry. Own up to it, change, or don't. But quit saying sorry. I hear too many sorries, and it, it's fake. It's fake as shit. So let's stop the bullshit. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit out there. eBay is another sponsor of the Slapdick Podcast. I want to give a brief moment to talk about a newest sponsor, eBay. Whether it's dead stock or latest release, find your exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go cop the pair of shoes you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with the verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or over making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. The world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. eBay. Go check it out. Somebody was asking me for a code. Um, I don't see the code, but try eBay. Small E, big B, A, Y. Try that shit right there. That might be the uh, code. All right. So, um, I think somebody was asking me, um, Jason Taylor, maybe I'm not sure who was asking me. Uh, so listen, I'm going to get into it. I don't know if my boy Farzine's still in here or not. Farzine, there you go. Um, 
he asked about Bobby Bruce getting kicked out. At least uh, that's what he saw. I kicked Bobby Bruce out. Um, yeah, I, I had to finally cut Bobby. Um, just like I had to cut a lot of those people. Um, they don't show a lot of that. And, you know, I love Bobby like a son. But end of the day, man, he couldn't get right. And, you know, you cannot save them all. You cannot save them all. Yeah, Pete, you know I get pissed off when you ask me about Bobby. Farzine's a good dude, though. Uh, he's all right. He gets a pass. <laughs> so, look, uh, I'm going to talk to you guys. Farzine, he does this in Kansas City. Uh, he's got a show. Make sure you follow uh, Farzine here. Um, Farzine, you might want to drop your information on there, where your social media is and stuff. Um, he's a good dude to follow for you, a lot of you guys out there. And I'll, I'll repeat it um, on the show. But, look. There's haves and have-nots, all right? That's the name of this show. I want to get into this. Leonard Hamilton is the head basketball coach at Florida State. He is a black man, all right? You now have Michigan, University of Michigan, has a black man head coach, all right, who played in the NBA, right? He was a Fab Five member, Jawan Howard, all right? He's done a great job at Michigan already. Okay? You now have Deion Sanders. You have a few black head coaches in football. You know, Deion's at a HBCU. He's never going to beat the big. Just remember this. Big fish eat little fish. Okay? Just make sure you understand that. And sometimes... You need to be the big fish in the small pond. It's okay. You can you could do that. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Dino Babers is a real good friend of mine by the way. He struggled the last few years. Um he's he's uh he's been he's a great friend of mine. He's used to UCLA, Arizona. He's been on the West Coast for a long time. Nevada. He's been everywhere. But anyway, uh I talked to Dino a lot. You know, it's okay to be the big fish in the small pond. Sometimes when you're the big fish in a small pond and you go to a big pond, you're now the small fish and you can't handle it. That's why there's haves and have nots. All right. Leonard Hamilton, Jawan Howard, just to name a few. So there's so few of fucking blackhead coaches. It's mind boggling. So it's so hard to find a motherfucker. Um, Xavier, he's asking, um, he's saying, is it, is it okay to be the small fish in the big pond? I do believe it is okay. I, it's not me. It's not me, okay? Uh, it's not me. I don't want to be the small fish in the big pond. I want to be the big fish in the big pond. But... That's not for everyone because, like I said, there's haves and have-nots. And let me get to what I'm talking about. So you guys know, follow my main man, Farzine, all right? He's on. So you know I'm going to spell it, okay? It's F-A-R-Z-I-N. His last name is V-O-U-S-O-U-G-H-I-A-N. I'm going to tell him to abbreviate all that shit so he could get some more followers because nobody's going to write that shit down because it's so fucked up and fucking long. But that's my man. He's a good dude. He's on Facebook, Twitter, and search the podcast Farzcast. It's F-A-R-Z-Cast. Go check out his uh, podcast. He's got some good shit, fellas. I'm telling you, 
Um, you know, I wouldn't lie to you. So why is it that Leonard Hamilton, who's making a good run, Jawan Howard, who's making a good run, just so we're clear, a good run is in shit, fellas. <laughs> so we're clear. Until you have the hardware on your finger, you have not done shit. Just so you understand something, I want to make sure you're clear here. Jawan Howard lost in college as a player. He has to prove everyone else wrong that he can beat and win a big-time game on a big stage as the coach. Hopefully, he can get some get-back as, as the player, right? That he didn't get as the player. And he, hopefully, he can get it as the coach. It's some get-back. We're going to talk. Cerebral Thoughts is in the house. He's, he's saying, to be honest, there's not black coaches or GMs or even an owner because it's systematically done. Well, what he's trying to say is, I believe, it's systematically being held against blacks from being head coaches, GMs, and owners. I'm going to go even further. And also, Cerebral Thoughts, I'm going to say nowadays, now that we're in 2021 and we have more black billionaires than we've had in the past ever, where are those billionaires when it comes to buying franchises and using their money in a way to get more black owners and GMs and head coaches in the door? Because I'm going to be honest with you, and a lot of the things, the truth hurts a lot of people now. There's not going to be more black coaches and more black GMs if there's no black owners. All right? It's not that fucking hard to understand. So let's make sure we're clear with that. But the Dr. Dre's, Jay-Z's, Oprah fucking Winfrey's, Tyler Perry's, Michael Jordan's, Beyonce's of the world, just to name a few, need to get on these boards, need to get off their ass and stop talking about it and go be about it. You all talk about it. But they don't go out and fucking do nothing. They want to cry over spilled milk and sour grapes and fucking talk shit about how fucked up the system is. We all know the system's fucked up. You're now part of the problem, not the solution. Go be part of the solution, dog. Quit talking all that bullshit and being sad about it and go and do stupid shit about it. Go fucking be part of the problem. I mean, part of the solution. Go change it. Go change the narrative. Get on a board. Jay-Z's on the NFL. He goes in the NFL and he fucking, uh, he, he's in there with these dudes, but he won't get on a board. Just so we're clear out here. Just so you understand. Yeah, LeBron bought a piece of the Red Sox. That piece of the Red Sox is like a piece of fucking pizza at, at fucking Fenway. Just so you understand. The billionaires that own these franchises and these and these organizations, Jerry Jones is, Robert Kraft, these motherfuckers are worth billions. The people that I'm mentioning, Jay-Z, Oprah, Tiger Woods, all these motherfuckers, they're worth a billion. One billion. Jerry Jones. And these other motherfuckers with their investors are worth 30 to 50 to 100 to 200 billion. 
Haves, have-nots. Big fish eat little fish. That's why Jay-Z won't commit to putting his money out onto a board until more people do it. And they won't let him buy a team. The board will not let a motherfucker buy a team because you don't have enough money. Jay-Z don't have enough money. And guess what? It's a good old boy network, brother. And it is what it is. So motherfuckers need to get together and go buy one. Get on the board, number one. Put your money together just so you can even be in a conversation. But that's a whole nother story. My whole part of this, Jerry Jones by himself is worth $9 billion. Okay? Jay-Z, P. Diddy, Beyonce, Oprah, Tiger Woods combined with Michael Jordan is not worth $9 billion. <laughs> I'm sorry to break the truth to you, but that's just the truth. And Jerry Jones makes a fucking good old boy phone call to any of those fucking people I just mentioned, and they put another $30 billion in there with them. So you're up against, you're up against it. At the same time, you got to figure it out, man, or or it's just going to be fucked up, and and he's going to continue to do the same shit, and you're not going to get the people, you're not going to get black GMs and owners in there, and until we have an owner, you're not going to have a black GM, until you have a GM, you're not going to have black coaches, it is what it is, it's fucked up, we know it's fucked up already, stop crying about it, let's go be about it, and figure some shit out, and that's a strategic approach that we need to start fucking figuring out. Or it's going to be this way when your kids are my age. So we need to start stop the stop, you know, to feeling sorry for motherfuckers because that's all we do. We feel sorry. Everyone I grew up with in the hood feels sorry because we got fucked. I should have made a left at the stop sign and sold dope, but I didn't. That would have been the feel sorry way. I said, nah, motherfucker, I'm going to fucking pull up my big boy pants and go the other way. Because maybe I can help some motherfuckers. And I have along the way, right? But I don't kiss ass and suck dick, so I'm not going to get that big-time job to really affect a lot more people that I could do because I just won't do it. I can't kiss ass. I can't do those things. Now, I can't play the, the game. Don't get it twisted. I do understand how to be professional, do all that shit. But that's just being honest. Um you know, the other thing about it is cerebral thoughts. You you say they won't let anyone who is black on a team. Let's be honest. Rappers and people in Hollywood tried to do it together. NFL knows what they're doing. I'm going to argue that brothers and sisters, because trust me, that's all I know and grew up with. I argue they put their fucking energy in the wrong direction. I argue motherfuckers worry about WAP videos more than they do George Floyd. I argue motherfuckers just want to go out and fuck up shit to be on camera because, I'm be honest, look at the young brothers that were looting when George Floyd got killed. They were 18 to 25-year-olds. None of my homies was out there. None of your homies probably was out there. Nobody our age was out there. We know. We're like, fuck that. I'm not going out there. These were young cats that were influenced and influential. They could be influenced I get it. Motherfuckers have been fucked for 400 years. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The bottom line is it's a fucking results oriented business. We all know that life we live. 
And I've seen white privilege. I know it exists. All I'm saying is we can't keep saying that sucking our teeth. We can't keep sucking our teeth forever or we're never going to grow. We're never going to get nowhere. I'm just telling you. We keep sucking our teeth, and guess what? We keep dying. We keep getting fucked. We keep getting passed over. We keep getting bullshitted. So I'm just telling you. It can be. It could be a design uh, cerebral. It could be a design. Very well be. But who's going to get them out of it and teach them that it is a design, and we got to get the fuck out. We got to go this way. That's what the fuck's not being happened. That's what's not happening. We rather say this is this and this, and we're fucked, and we can't. There's nothing, Coach. How cerebral thoughts? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm off top topic here. How many of the homies say, "Oh man, it don't matter what we do, we getting fucked anyway. We getting fucked no way. It don't matter. I'm I'm gonna go fucking hit this lick." Nah, that's the problem. Because that's just, that's just what it is. That's what they want you to do, dog. I mean, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, and I know we've all heard it, but that's just real shit, though. I got brothers I could bring on this show right now to tell you the same shit. We see it. And the young cats nowadays, shit, they rather fucking show their ass with tight-ass skinny jeans on, sagging past their ass, than they would going out and fucking finding a solution to this thing. But that just is what it is. So, Ch- Shaka Smart is the head coach at Texas. All right, a brother. Leonard Hamilton, Jawan Howard. Shaka Smart hasn't done shit at Texas. I'm just going to be honest. How he still has a job should be praised by black folks. That motherfucker still has a job. I'm happy as shit. Most brothers get fired quick. He hasn't won shit at Texas. But... Let me let me let me be honest and tell you. I don't believe that Mark Few at Gonzaga should beat out Jawan Howard for a kid. I don't believe Mark Few should beat out fucking Shaka Smart on a kid. How come there's so many black players of top-notch talent going to Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Virginia, Gonzaga, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, USC, all white coaches getting the best black players. I've discussed this before on shows. It makes no sense when 90% of our players in the NCAA are black and 90% of the coaches are white, yet the white coaches still get the best black player. There's haves and have-nots. There's no more excuses, dog. Jawan Howard, you have to go get the best players. He's done a good job in two years. All right? He's got some. Oh, it's NCAA, brother. 
Jose, it's NCAA. 90% black players, 90% white coaches. Football, basketball, baseball, you name it, right? Alabama still isn't. Deion Sanders is not beating Alabama out for a kid, all right? Unless it's his own kid that he snatched from South Carolina. So he better get his own damn kid, right? Dion's doing a great job. I'm actually commend him. I, I love what he's doing. I was kind of skeptical on what he's going to do. I still am. I want to see his body of work. I don't want to see that he's fucking three and one in the swack, and we're claiming him to be the best thing since sliced bread. Let's give him some fucking time. He just lost to a team he had no business losing to. So again, he's finding out that it's a every minute job. It's not an everyday job. It is an every minute job. You have to coach by the minute. That means your coaches and players have to always communicate. Midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., I don't give a fuck because kids are going to do kid shit. And if you're fucking up in the dorm, you're going to fuck up on the field. Period. If you win six days out of the week, the seventh day usually takes care of itself. That's game day. When you lose one of those other days or even all six days, don't ever expect to win on game day. It just don't mix. My second year at Independence, we lost those games by one point, two points, one point, three points because we had a bad nucleus and those cats lost six days out of every week. I told them in meetings they didn't deserve to win one game. I'm telling you, fellas, week four or five, I was already prepping for the next year, the year I ultimately resigned in. I was prepping it. I already had the weight room. I already had all the rooms and offices re-wrapped. I already had it rebranded. I was changing the mantra. I was changing the psyche. We were going to change some things up. We were a power. We were independence would be the number one team in the nation every year in junior college. I'm just going to tell you. So I already know where we were going, but that was my only bad year. Just so we're clear. Right. And it was because of the cameras and those kids. Majority of them were on the first year when we won it all. And so they thought their shit didn't stink. And we had a bunch of motherfuckers coming to campus and wanted to be part of a camera and a Netflix and all this bullshit. And the bottom line is we were doing shit during the week that wasn't conducive for success. And we lost games because of it. When you lose by one point and you're up on the number one team in the nation, 21, nothing and lose 28, 21, you fuck up in person in during the during the week you fuck up in the community you still at walmart you smoke weed you do shit that's going to cost you games like that the year before we didn't and we were a little more talented at a couple key situations uh areas but the second year we had as much talent overall period we were still talented as shit but it was character we lacked it but that's just what it is um Cerebral says, if you're a black coach, got to recruit Juco players to build your team versus top five schools because your coaching staff was hella soft. Oh, he's talking about the show. Yeah, they were soft. Um, so Shaka Smart hasn't won, and he's not getting the best talent. 
He's losing them to Kentucky, Duke, Gonzaga, um, Virginia, Villanova, Syracuse. Why is it that the brothers can't land the brother talent? That's just what it is. It's haves and have-nots. Big fish eat little fish. My point to the big fish eat little fish and the little fish and and being a big fish in a small pond. Mark Few is a big fish in a small pond. I respect what he said, though, because everyone's always asked. He was offered the UCLA job. He was offered these other big jobs. He didn't take them. There's a reason, though, in my opinion, because like I said, big fish eat little fish. Sometimes it's okay to be the big fish in a small pond. Mark Few's a big fish in a small pond. He wants to be that big fish. But he knows, he knows if he goes to the big pond, he's just an average Joe. He's what we call a jag, just another guy or girl. And I call it haves and have nots. I still think if you're the dude and you're that guy, you need to. I, see, I couldn't live like Mark Few at Gonzaga and just win. Because, see, he still hasn't won nothing. He's in the West Coast Conference. They play fucking BYU, Santa Barbara. Like, who are they playing? So they're not really battle tested. Now, preseason, they play some teams. All right. But let me let me tell you, though. He knows if he leaves, he ain't getting those same kids because big fish eat little fish. But it takes a certain particular motherfucker with some brass balls to go out there and take the leap of faith. And he's not a have. He's a have not, in my opinion. He hasn't won, and he don't want to take that leap. There's a sacrificial lamb uh, mentality you have to have to leave your safe haven at Gonzaga to go out and do it. Shaka Smart did it, and he has failed miserably at Texas. Jawan Howard has gotten into the business. Patrick Ewing has failed miserably at the business. Fuck, Madison Square Garden don't even know who he is. So, you got to have the it factor, like I always talk about, to leave this small pond as the big fish and enter the big fi- pond and become a big fish. There's only a few that can do it. And Mark Few's explanation was, I like the Pacific Northwest. I like the ocean. I like fishing streams and creeks and rivers and shit like that and hunting and normal shit. You know, fucking a lot of white people do, I guess. I never I never was a hunter or fisher, but uh, fisherman. But anyway, so be it. Hey, I don't even mad at them. Fuck, dude. I like doing white people shit sometimes. I don't I don't know what I do. That's white. But some shit that I like to do. I mean, maybe uh, shit, I used to dip. I guess that's a white thing. Dip. But shit, every brother I know in the league and college dip, too. So I don't know. Who knows? I might just be talking. But Mark Few won't leave his safe haven. Have, have nots. You're going to see if Urban Meyer is a have or a have not. He left his safe haven. He's going to try it out. Nick Saban's failed miserably. Pete Carroll was an NFL guy first, so that's why I always say Pete Carroll figured it out. Pete Carroll, 
he's not a college guy to start with. Nick Saban was. So there's a difference. Nick Saban, even though he was on staff with Belichick in Cleveland, he was a college guy first. Saban, I mean, uh, Pete, you know, played played and coached at the University of Pacific. Um, there's a University of Pacific reference, Damon B. Cool up here. But uh, UOP in the house, huh? So, you know, I took classes there. Um, but anyway... Carroll's one of those guys. Jimmy Johnson, he wasn't ever a college guy. He's one of the only guys that succeeded. He was a college guy that went straight to the NFL and balled and won three and won two Super Bowls. Probably would have won five, to be honest, if he never left with, you know, arguing with Jerry Jones. So Jim Harbaugh has had success everywhere he's been except for Michigan. He's a have not. He's a small fish in a big pond. Chip Kelly, success at Oregon, but never won it all. See, that's the thing about it. People always want to, it's a recyclable business. The people still get the same job because of their name and what they did at this place or that place. Name me a coach that deserves $9 million a year other than Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. And I'll even argue that one. But at the same time... You have to understand, only two motherfuckers are really winning it. Ed Ogeron won one time at, at LSU. He'll never win again. I love I love him, but dog, you got to understand, there's only two motherfuckers deserving of this money. And every other fucking coach that gets fired is getting paid millions to leave. Fire me all day and pay me $23 million like they did with Gus Malzahn at Auburn. Fire me all day long if you're going to pay me $18 million to leave Florida State like they did Willie Taggart. Fire me all day. But guess what happens? Those guys get new jobs. The same fucking dude that lost gets the same new job. These administrators, presidents, and ADs are scared of success. They're scared to go outside the box, the closet, so to speak. Look around the corner. Dennis Wilson said he'd give Brian Kelly $9 million a year. And if I was the president and you were my AD, Dennis, I would fire you. Why would you pay a guy $9 million a year who has only won at the Division II level? Grand Valley. What has he done at the Division I level besides get mob swamped and molly whopped by every big-time school that's played them? Why does he deserve $9 million a year? Please tell me. This is a results-oriented business, bro. There's no gray area. The winner fucks the prom queen. The loser goes home and jacks off. They take score in this game. Notre Dame has never been on the top of the scoreboard at the end of the national championship, bro. There's no reason to pay a motherfucker $9 million if you ain't never won. I'm a Pete Carroll guy. I love Pete Carroll, so... Um, to answer uh, Alejandro Zendejas. Alejandro, are you a Zendejas? A Zendejas Zendejas? Or 
a slapdick Zendejas. No offense. Remember that? No offense, but I already said it. <laughs> anyway, uh, off topic, um, I did see the leak of Saban's recruiting pitch on Zoom. I, to be honest, Sarkeesian, a good friend of mine who was there, I'm going to be honest with you. I believe it was, he knew about it and it was tactical. I believe that was tactical because you've never seen him get fucking caught doing anything. So I believe it was tactical and I believe they used it in some facet uh, within the program Um, because I've, you know, I say those same things. That's, that's a normal division. That's a normal football pitch uh, for a better, for an upper echelon recruiter anyway. Um, Nothing brain surgical was said in that deal. I believe it was a a tactical uh, ploy. You also asked about Charlie Weiss, um, how how he couldn't succeed as a college head coach. I thought he'd for sure dominate the Big 12. Let me me be honest. Um, This is the deal. Charlie Weiss is used to taking the product that's finalized the complete product that Belichick created and handed him and said, go do your job. All right. That's why he didn't succeed. And I don't know. I'm going to answer your question more deep, more depth here. Farzine, but I don't know. You can't tell me one coach that's left Belichick and has been successful. Why is that? And don't tell me Vrabel. Because Rabel was a player, not a coach under him. But why haven't, why hasn't any coach left his tutelage and been successful? Now, Nick Saban was with him, I think, two years in, in, in Cleveland. He took something from him and figured it out, and he's been the most successful. Now, he didn't do it at the highest level, but he's doing it at the college level. So, my buddy interns with New England, and a good a good friend is there right now. He he's it's it's close. He doesn't he doesn't do a lot um, with his guys, but he has two sons coaching there. So people tell me this nepotism thing don't exist, and I laugh in their face. You're telling me that Belichick's two sons, his white sons. There's no better DB coach in America in the NFL than his white-ass, slow, non-athletic son coaching the fucking best DBs in the, in the world. There's no better coach than his son. And nepotism, don't it? And his other son's coaching linebackers, <laughs> mostly all black players. You're telling me Belichick's son's coaching fucking Hightower to fucking blow up A-gap and read RPO? Come on. Let's be honest here, okay? Um, but to answer your question, Charlie Weiss didn't want that responsibility. He took that responsibility for the payday because he said, you know, when you hit these certain ages, you got to say, I got to try it um, because let me take the big payday because I'm going to die not saying I didn't try it. I emceed a comedian show last month. I, I had to say I tried it. You know, I don't, I don't like it. I didn't like it. It wasn't me. But I tried it. So at least I can go to sleep at night saying I tried the shit. I think that's what happens with a lot of these guys. You know, their OC right now, McDaniels or whatever, fuck, 
he hasn't done shit when he went on his own. He went to Denver and was horrible. Fucking Romeo Cornell has been horrible. Bill O'Brien was fucking horrible. I can go on and on and on and on. Why the fuck aren't you getting something out of this dude? So who is Supreme Gaming? God damn. Hey, make sure Supreme Gaming. Um, make sure you go get some Listerine, son. Because you got balls on your jaws. So, no, you're not my daddy. Because uh, your daddy should have nutted you out. Or your mama should have swallowed you. So, go ride someone else's dick, bitch maid. Get the fuck out of this grown man conversation. Because you're a little bitch. So, anyway. I love talking to dick riders. They turn me on for some reason. I don't know why. I should just shut up and be politically correct. But I just can't do it. Um, so, anyway. You know. Weiss was horrible at KU. Fucking horrible. And and McCarthy, like, you know, it's it's a what who you know business. It's not what you know. Okay? Just so we're clear. This is not a fucking what you know business. It's who you know business. So I just want to make sure everybody's clear out there. And um back to the topic. Shaka Smart can't go get one of the best black players to play in Austin at the University of Texas, a place where Sark has already killed recruiting in three months. You can't get the best players to Texas. And if it was true that the fucking fight song is racist and you can't get your players in there, then you're using that as a fucking excuse because Sark just got him in there. And it might be a racist song. We already know it's racist. But guess what? Players want to play for the coach, not the school. Just so we are clear. I had eight players go on to the NFL that played for me at Compton fucking college. We had a dirt track with glass on the field. They didn't come to Compton college because of the fucking facilities and great education, fellas. Just so we're clear. It's like if I go to KU as the head coach, I'm not going there, everyone. Just calm down. They'll never, they're too scared to hire someone like me. But what I'm saying is, I go to KU, they're not winning, and players aren't going there because of KU's facility in Lawrence, Kansas, 30 minutes from Kansas City International Airport. So. They're coming there because of me. I'm going to steal players from going to Alabama. See, that's what cats don't do. Listen, all I got to do is steal two players from every major power five school a year. And I have a plan. I'm just telling you. Go steal one guy from Nick Saban. Just one. Go steal one guy from Dabo. Just one. Go steal one guy from fucking Oklahoma State in Oklahoma. Go steal one guy from Texas. You can fucking win at Kansas with doing that. 
And guess what happens next year? You get two, three, four, five of them motherfuckers to come. You have to, jo- you have to what I call shock treat the situation. And you have to change the fucking narrative and the culture. And you do that without, you might not win many games year one, but I don't believe that to be true. I believe you can win instantly in the game of football when you can recruit live, able bodies. There's 360 million people in America. Not all of them can go to Alabama. And motherfuckers don't think like that. And it blows my mind. Yet we have presidents paying ADs millions to hire the same motherfucker who can't even relate to a black locker room and can't even come up with a Black Lives Matter statement when a black dude gets killed by a white cop. But we're going to still hire the motherfucker. And then in three years, we'll fire him and pay him $18 million to leave so we can hire another good old boy. And I thought that ignorance was life-threatening. And I thought the definition of insanity was doing the same shit over and over and over and expecting a different result. And these are people with PhDs making these decisions. Let me stop preaching, dog. Cause I, I just shit. Let me drink. Let me drink some more. But to say all that, there's haves and have nots. I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, green, yellow. I don't give a fuck if because just so we're clear, stupid comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors too. Just so we're clear. And, you know, I would out recruit Shaka Smart and, uh, and all these motherfuckers too. And I'm white. So I'm just going to be honest with you. So it's each to his own, but you either got it, 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 or you don't got it, it, capital I T. And I don't give a fuck what color you are. But I'm going to tell you this. Brothers, stop hating on other brothers when they don't land the big time recruit. Stop hating on the kids and the mama when they choose to go to Alabama. Don't knock the coach. Go talk to the kid and the mama for not being the CEO of themselves and doing the investigation because next year, guess what they do? They fucking transfer. Oh, man, I got lied to. It's political. They playing me. They not playing you, motherfucker. You didn't do no research. You should have known the coach was racist before you went there. You should have known the fucking... Alabama, Georgia, wherever was going to do whatever they do to get you. And then you got to understand the best players in America are in this motherfucker. You are an average Joe. You dominated high school. You're average at Alabama, son. Go be the big fish in the small pond or you better fucking be the big fish in the big pond. Remember that the big fish in the big pond is really, really rare. The big fish in the small pond is comfortable. 
It's nice. It's, it's I can breathe easy. I can I can eat. I can live. I'm comfortable, and I ain't got a. I ain't tripping. I'm not mad at you. If Mark Few wants to drink and I mean wants to fish and 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 uh, and 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 go and go fucking chill in the in the river. Parents don't do enough investigating. They let their kids go wherever the facility, the uniform, the pretty Nike or Adidas uniforms are. They don't do the research. And then you wonder why they transfer, enter the transfer portal. You got fucking high school kids now tweeting out fucking messages that I'm transferring. Come on, man. The game is all fucked up. I wouldn't recruit a high school kid that left more than one school. I wouldn't recruit your soft ass. There's an old adage when you're a recruiter like I am. And when you have successful programs like I have had. And you have ballers that play for you. Understand one thing. If you couldn't play at UCLA. You will not play for me at USC. Does that make sense? If you couldn't play there, you can't play for me. Period. So what makes you think you can play for me? Like, it don't make no sense. So, I don't know. It's not about football no more. It's not about anything. It's just all fucked up. So it don't matter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, hey, I'd love to see more brothers get more key guys and not lose them to fucking Mike Krzyzewski, who's fucking 90 almost. Jim Bayheim, who's damn near the same age. Fuck, you know, Kentucky had a down year, but he gets the best players in the country. Look at the best players in the NBA are all fucking from Kentucky. From AD to Booker to fucking John Wall, Rondo. I mean, there's so many motherfuckers in, from Kentucky in the NBA right now. UCLA used to be that way. But we got 90% brothers playing fucking college and basketball and football and 90% white coached and the white coaches are beating the brothers out for the kids it don't make no sense but it's a fucking results oriented business man big fish eat little fish and hey it ain't for everyone man this shit ain't for everyone if you can't take the leap of faith hey don't do it stay at Gonzaga be a one seed every year and get molly whopped in the round suite in the lead eight. Because that's what's going to happen. Gonzaga will probably lose in the lead eight or final four. I have him winning it all this year because of the guard. I think he's special. But besides that, I don't know. They don't play nobody. I think they're going to get battle tested here by any by a number of teams. Um, but March Madness is great to watch. Fuck, we didn't get to watch it last year. It kind of hurts when you look at it this year and like, fuck, what a great year. It could have been last year. This year, it's kind of, you know, you got Oral Roberts, you got Loyola again, you got these two. But the West Coast is dominating the tournament right now. Colorado lost yesterday. They're not an original Pac-10 team any fucking way. So, um, 
you know, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like, exactly. The kid at Syracuse, Bayheim's son, fuck. He's balling, though, you know. But, I mean, does he get recruited at Kentucky? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? So, who, who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Scared money don't make money. But, you know, back to my thing. Presidents and ADs get paid millions to hire people that you're supposed to be successful. But when in reality, it's raise, it's about raising money. And the bottom line is, I know right now, Farzine knows, I'll go into KU and pack out the stadium year one. I'll pack the stadium out. I got a standing ovation at KU against Oklahoma State a couple years ago. And there was maybe 12,000 in this stadium. It holds how much, Farzine? I don't know what memorial holds. What does that hold? 50? I don't know. Maybe more? 70? I don't know what it holds. But 12,000 to see KU Power 5 Division One football program play at Oklahoma State Powerhouse. And so Memorial Coliseum holds 50,000 fans. And there was 12,000 to watch them play. And a good friend of mine was the head coach at the time, Dave Beatty. And they weren't doing very well, you know. But I know I would sell out the stadium game one. That's just I know what I would do. That would be my number one mission to do. And instantly, I will bring in gate money. You can hire me on the low. I'll hire a good staff. Keep Give me a salary pool of money. And I'll go get some players that you should not get at KU. And let the chips fall where they may. And let me earn my keep. But see, ADs and presidents can't figure this methodology out. Blows my fucking mind. They'd rather hire another recycled motherfucker who hasn't won at the previous school. And you think he's going to win here. Let me tell you. You need two things. You either need a proven winner that's done it in multiple places, all right? Or you need a motherfucker to change the landscape, whether he's coached at your level or not. There's only those two guys. Because if you hire the guy that's been at your level but has never won, it's called insanity. You think he's going to win at your place? You're fucking not very bright. And you need to go sell your fucking PhD back to National or wherever the fuck you got it. Because that's all we do. You just buy it online. Come on. I'm in a fucking, I got three degrees plus the credential I'm working on right now to, co- to teach high school. Just to have it covered so for retirement purposes. I don't know. Hey, man, I know I know Rick Singer, just so everybody out there is clear. If you don't know who Rick Singer is, go watch the College University Scandal sh- uh, show on Netflix. Uh, I've had dealings with him. I won't go further than that. But when you're in this business this long and you do and help kids, you run into folks like that. And I ran into him and uh, weird, weird cat. But you know what? I can argue. I was going to do a show on him. 
Um, I can argue that everybody that thinks he's the mastermind is out of their fucking mind. If you think Rick Singer is the sole mastermind behind this, you guys are fucking delusional. This is... This is a trillion dollar business that Rick Singer was fucking with. And there's a reason people paid him. And there's a reason Rick Singer paid people at universities. Cerebral Thoughts, go watch, go turn on Netflix and watch the university scandal or the college scandal. I'm not sure what the name of it is. Just pull that up and watch that, brother, and go fucking tell me how good it is. That's all true shit right there. That's what's happened in the last two years with all the celebrities buying their kids into college. Over your son, for instance, who was probably more deserving athletically and academically, but a rich fucking celebrity cunt pays money to a guy who really works for a guy and gets money, uh, gets kids in school. That's what it's about. So, yeah, Dennis Wilson, pour some yak, go watch that show. Real, real shit. And I know Rick, I ran into him a few times for various reasons. And uh, I'm going to be honest, if you think Rick Singer was the rat bitch, you guys are delusional. You can read that and see what the show is. And hey, man, everybody thinks I'm running around Walmart cussing out little babies from what you saw on Netflix. Don't think fucking everything you see on Netflix is all true, brother. You'll be shocked. Um, he was, yeah. Hey. Shit, I used to Photoshop kids back in fucking the late early 2000s just to put a kid in a jersey when I was recruiting them. Shit. I'll tell you like that. I'll tell you like this, though. If you don't think Rick Sanger worked for colleges that are worth in the trillions that, that this trillion-dollar business is really about, there's a reason Rick Singer is not in fucking jail, fellas. Let's start adding it up. White privilege? Yeah. But there's more to it, just so you want to know. There's more to fucking this thing than just Rick Singer being a rat. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. There's a reason Stanford got $700,000 in fucking checks from Rick Singer. But never gave a dollar back. How, how are you in the head of the scandal at Stanford? One of the most prominent academic institutions in the world. How are you at the head of this and you get to keep your money and motherfuckers go to jail for two months, three months? Lori, Mc, Lori Laughlin, how, Farzine, Lori Laughlin got how many fucking months? Three months in jail? It Like Club Med? Come on, man. It's a joke and it's a mockery. And if you think that motherfucker is the head of it, you're wrong. I'm just going to tell you straight up. And I've already said too much. Appreciate you, uh, Teresa. Chicago, Ed, Kelly, Jason B. Yeah, man. Academic fraud's been happening for a long, long time. But 
What do I know? Hey, man. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on the show, man. I really do. And like I said, go check out eBay, Bet Online, and uh, my thoughts of NAIA football before I leave. My thoughts of NAIA football is it's basically older cats that have <laughs> ran out of eligibility for the NCAA. Um, they go to NAIA schools. NAIA is not a part of the NCAA. So just so you're clear. So you can be 27, 28 years old and be 20 semesters in and, and play at NAIA. So I'm just going to tell you, there was some NAIAs in Oklahoma. Uh, uh, forgot who it was back then. Fuck. There was an NAIA, though, in Oklahoma. Not Langston, either. It was another one. They used to go wax Division One, AA, and D2 teams because they had former dudes that were at Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky. Ballers. Because they're, and they're 28 years old, grown men. So... Yeah, because money talks, man. Now nah, it wasn't Panhandle State either. It was fucking, who was it back then? It wasn't NEOs or JUCO. There was a Northwest Oklahoma State or South, Southwestern Oklahoma State or Northwestern or Northeastern Oklahoma State. It was one of those. You're right, Pete. It was one of those. But there was a, they were loaded in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, USC, UCLA, Miami, and TCU is not dominating in recruiting because they're getting beat in recruiting. <laughs> it's not hard to figure out. They're not getting the dudes, and they don't have. UCLA and USC, you have to be West Coast guys to coach there. I don't care. It's, it's unlike any other place. I believe Florida and Florida State needs to have a Floridian as a coach. And I believe Cali needs to have Cali coaches at USC and UCLA. That's just what I believe. Pete Carroll's a Cali guy. Sark was going to turn them around again. He's a Cali guy. They're the guys that win in these schools. So, you know, Terry Donahue at UCLA, Cali guy. Bob Toledo at UCLA beat USC nine straight years in the 90s. It was Cali guy. You see Riverside guy. Miami, you have to be a Jimmy Johnson fucking uh, Dennis Erickson type of guy. Even though Dennis Erickson's a West Coast guy, he had that swag to go out there and do it. I mean, that's like me going out to Miami. I could do it, but I'd rather be here where I'm from. Just like I think Miami should have a Miami cat because you understand the lay of the land better and you're going to get 70% of your guys uh, from your area. So that's just what I think, uh, how I feel about it. But it is what it is. Um, Stanford hasn't given a dollar back from that show. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I don't know. Hey, man, go enjoy your yak, smoke a stick, uh, slapdickwhiskey.com, or slapdickinc.com, get you some whiskey. Hey, my pit bull, my puppies are out there, man. If you guys want a puppy from Stogie, check it out. I posted them on social media, slapdickbullies.com is the website, and you can uh, 
go get you a put your deposit down. They're running out. So I got eleven pups, six girls, five boys. Hit the like button, man. Become a member. Sunday coaching one on one show back at you, nine a.m. Pacific. And I'll do another slapdick podcast this Friday on YouTube. Um, check it out. But hey, I appreciate you guys, man. I'm out of here. Be safe. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. That's why to God, man. I'm just telling you. Codes, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man.